promise you, we as a people will get there. Thank y'all for coming back to Everybody Mad. You're now entering Everybody Mad chat room. Uh, this your boy Rel. As always, email everybodymadpod at gmail.com on IG. Uh, everybody Mad Pod on Facebook, Everybody Mad, and on all major podcast platforms, you can find Everybody Mad. So I'm joined uh, this week by a guest that I'm going to have them introduce themselves in a minute. Uh, but this is the second episode of the Everybody Mad Black Shorts, and we are going to talk relations, relationships, but relations on this episode. And we're going to get into it, uh, you know, from a black love, black perspective. So without any further ado, um, I'm going to say welcome to the guests. I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves, give your name, age, sex, location, and one good thing uh, that has happened this week for you. Okay. So, hey, my name is Ify Natasha Brandon. I am 31, I am a female, and I live in Atlanta, Georgia. One good thing that has happened for me this week, um, okay, so my husband and I just started um, a business, and we've been waiting for some paperwork to come in, and we finally got that yesterday, Mm. and it's exciting because we can move forward on some things like buying a house and such, so. Congrats on that move. Thank you. That's a nice step. Mm. Applaud y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Interesting. Marriage you know, <laughs> brings that uh, ability to uh, put incomes together and put thoughts and ideas together and collaborate. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. So, uh, as I said, these are the black shorts and these are going to be uh, short episodes on something specific geared toward the black community and today we're going to discuss black relationships and uh if you've been with it you would have checked us out uh when we first did the ig live where we got into some of this so this is going to serve as a as a somewhat of a of an extension of that you know we're not gonna rehash what was discussed there but talk about what else is there a part of those conversations so on that ig live we we talked about you know the mechanics of relationships and like what are the things that uh help make a relationship work and some of the key points in that was uh self-acknowledgement acknowledging that you're not always right acknowledging when uh you have to be checked um it's also um you know, being able to receive your partner's um, feedback and and be open to hearing them again, realizing that you're not always correct, uh, recognizing that there are repetitive conversations uh, that you are having as a part of this relationship, and you're also exploring um, different ways of carrying out your relationship, of navigating your own relationship. And so that's where we, we where we're at for this particular conversation. <clears throat> so, um, where where do we want to start? Where, where I feel like because like I, I want to start here with you mentioned that you're you're married, um, that you all are um, you know got some paperwork for a business. 
how yeah. in 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 what perspective in what sort of i guess 50 50 uh 70 30 what sort of percentages do you ha- do you see your relationship as as a business or as a relationship out of love so you're asking Ask it again. Ask it again. You broke up a little at the end. That's cool. Uh, so, in what percentages do you see your relationship as one that's more of a business or more of one that's a, a love affair? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, wow. So, here's my theory on marriage, period, in, the, in, in our marriage, I guess. I think that... I think that it's almost like a 50-50 for me. I think there's 50% business and then there's 50% love. And not that, like, we love each other 50%, but that, like, there, when it comes to our relationship, if we just tried to survive off love alone, I feel like it would fail. Mm. Because we love each other, we care about each other, but if we don't address and, like, deal with the business side of our marriage and the business side of our relationship, I feel like we would fail. Um, and I think we had to learn that early on, like for us, I'll say for us personally, some people may disagree, but I feel like for us personally, love is not enough. Like we love each other and it's, it's great, but we got to deal with the business side of things, the way that things work, um, why they work, what our goals are. Like if we don't have that stuff intact, our, our marriage fails. Mm. And so I ask that because I think that's a part of the the self-acknowledging is recognizing um, the different parts of your relationship and what those parts are, how they factor into the overall success, the healthiness that we may call it of that relationship. And so like you have to you have to be able to have those those insights um, for yourself first and foremost, and then be able to take that to this person that you're calling your partner. Um, Because without that, you're, you're not having that ability to hear each other. You're not going to see each other. Um, So sticking to that, like that, that uh, 50, 50, did you go into marriage um, seeing it in that sort of 50, 50 perspective? And if you didn't, um, how did you learn that? Right. Absolutely not. I definitely did not go into marriage looking at it like that. I think because a lot of the things that I was told about marriage, that I observed about marriage, and just the fantasy of marriage overall, like, I thought marriage was just, like, as long as you loved each other, um, you were straight. Like, you would get through it. And I also think when we went through premarital counseling before we got married, the majority of the things that we talked about was, like, okay, communication, and being on the same page, but I still didn't see that as like the business side of marriage. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, we can, we can handle those things. Um, I think it took me legit, like, I want to say like four or five years of marriage. We've been married for seven years. I think it took four or five years of marriage, like really year five. Between year five and year six, I think that's when I started to realize, like, okay, there's other aspects of things that we have to address, like, in order for us to be good and to work well. Before that, it was just like, okay, 
we have love. So if we have love, we should be able to, you know, work this out and be good. And then I realized, no, it's not the case. We have other things that we have to address here. Yeah. So that's that I think is a good segue point to, to really like start talking about that other space of, of what we talked about on the, the live was about the repetitive yeah. conversations. So you get yeah. to this understanding, you're at this inflection point where you realize, okay, the relationship isn't just a love affair. There are some real uh, businessy aspects to this beyond just financial, like beyond just yeah. talking about, you know, paying the bills and what that split is about. That's, that's the business aspect that's, that's there as well. But yeah. business aspect of it also is about like the two inner working parts of this that realistically allow love to form, um, but also have to gel together to reach that point. So yeah. Where I'm going with this is like thinking about like that business aspect that you've reached or not even necessarily the business aspect, but recognizing the 50-50 of the relationship. What are um, some of those specific repetitive things that have to be discussed as a part of the business side of it to make it work? Yeah, so there's so many things. Um, I feel like the first the first thing that we had to kind of address was the way that we live our lives, not just being living in the same house. Cause that was one thing, but even the way that I live my life, like when we first got married, when I first met my husband, I didn't, I had stopped smoking. So I didn't smoke at all for like four years. And then we got married and I started wanting to smoke again, but I was like sneaking around doing it because he was like, not okay with it. And then it got to the point where I was like, I'm a grown woman. Like, why am I sneaking around my own house? Like, and we had to have conversations about that because he was like, well, I didn't meet you like this. And I'm like, yeah, but this is kind of, this is who I am. This is what I want. And so we had to figure out how do we coexist and still love each other and still like each other and still live different ways um, and be in this relationship. So that was like the, I feel like that was like the first thing that we kind of encountered where it was like, okay, we love each other, but I don't really like the way that you live your life in this way. Um, then there was, um, and that was, that's honestly, that stopped being a repetitive conversation. The smoking stopped being a, re- stopped being a repetitive conversation probably like a year ago. So it was a repetitive conversation for a long time. Um, and we just had to agree to disagree. Like you don't, you know, you don't have to like it but I'm still going to live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there was, um, what, I'm like, what else? I have a long list in my head. Then there was um, <laughs> spiritual conversations that we had to have. That was like the next journey I went on where I was like, you know what? I want to figure out what spirituality looks like for me. And that was another thing where he was like, what? Like, when we got married, this is, you know, you were this, this and that. You were Christian. You believe this, you believe that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going on a journey. You know, I'm, I'm, and, and so then it's like, you have to decide to be an individual within this relationship. And that causes, that can cause some like conflict because again, he's not necessarily okay with the way that I'm living my life. Um, but I'm like, if we're going to be together, this is just, this is who I am and what I'm doing. Um, so, and honestly, I think there were a lot of things that I, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
Yeah. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, honestly, there were a lot of things that I think I had suppressed before we got married that when we got married and I realized, like, oh, marriage doesn't, like, kill all of those desires and all of those thoughts. And they started to just come back. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to explore them instead of suppress them. That is where a lot of our issues um, came up. Um, and so I don't know if you want to cut in here if you want me to keep going. So, no, we, no I, I do want to pause because, like, I want to touch on a couple of things that just was discussed about, like, just overall relationships and yeah. and then tell a funny little story with it. So, like, on the, like, living yeah. apart, like, living together, like, one of um, uh, my previous guests has been on here, Glomery. Um, you know, mm-hmm. me and her are cool and we've, you know, had this discussion. I've even talked about it within my own relationship about what, like, potentially living apart um you know yeah. could look like or like even what living yeah. together but still apart look could look like um yeah. because you know that's a real aspect and that's a real thought that people you know you love each other but uh you know even like that living within just uh the four walls of a space together can um be touchy and can be iffy and you want to you want to figure out something that yeah could work for both and so that's something that uh you know i've, I've had a lot of conversations about and it could, it should be something i think that we could you know normalize more as a as a part of relationships um it's you know uh figuring out how that works for the two people like i have said like i don't i don't have an objection to it i think for me um the biggest thing that I would worry about and want to make sure is that that could be something we could, you know, mutually afford and be able to support one another regardless of the situation. So, like, even in that, there's still a a, a level of, you know, making sure that the relationship that, that two people have um, is functional together. Um, there's still a togetherness yeah. in that. And so, you know, that's a real one. And then the spiritual journey... Um, you know that kind of ties into you know the the story of when I first uh, when I first met you and when X was like first uh, like telling me um, you know and like telling me about you he was like yeah she doesn't curse and me yeah. I, I I curse a lot like like yeah. it's just it's common like language for me so I'm just yeah. I'm sitting there trying to assess like okay I'm 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 not a closed person but. I can't curse around her. We, we, okay. We just going to go with it. Um, and so I can, I, I, I somewhat understand, you know, that, that space of, you know, when y'all got married and I just put it into when I, when I first met you, but what I don't think is conceptualized oftentimes, particularly, and it could be just out of, you know, our instinct and reaction is that people grow and like they, they naturally grow sometimes where it's just like, um, you know, their mind wanders and it thinks and, you know, uh, they read something and it sparks a question. And that's that part um, that I, like I said, I don't think is often acknowledged, um, you know, when we're having these interpersonal relationships and, and trying to navigate these sort of spaces and dynamics. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I just wanted to mention there really quickly was that in that you, in that recognizing that people grow, it's also... Uh, just important to um, do a checklist, you know, of, you know, their, their growth process. 
And for you, it's not about, you know, a right or wrong. Or I'm saying when I say you, I mean just the person. It, it doesn't have to be yeah. about doing that checklist about right or wrong. It's just about, you know, you assessing, you know, the things that they're bringing to you and, and assessing them compared to who you are. And, and yeah. assessing, you know, is this can I continue to love in this way? Um, yeah. And recognize like that there's still, you know, real potential in that beyond the, just the simple love affair that we first envision. Yeah. And I think, um, so with you saying that, it makes me think about how, I don't know if we consider the state that we met a person in. Like when we met, I was in this place of wanting to do right and wanting to live right and, living right to me that I learned was like being a Christian and doing all these things. And then when I realized like doing all these things still didn't make me feel the way I wanted to feel, I was like, okay, I got to figure something else out. But he met me in that time of like, okay, I'm trying this thing. And then I realized it didn't work. And I was like, okay, I got to try something else, but we're already married at this point. Um, And that's, and I actually read a book called um, the new I do. And I don't remember how I stumbled upon it. I think I was, honestly, I was looking up, um, I forget what they call it. It's like, it's basically divorce, but it's like divorce with a nice name. It's like um, something separation or amicable. It's something like, Mm. something like celebrities were doing at some point. (laughs) I don't remember why I was looking it up. Maybe I just wasn't happy at a time where I wasn't happy in the marriage or something. And I stumbled upon this book called The New I Do, and it was, like, a bunch of different ways to do marriage. And it really, like, sparked my interest because I was like, oh, it was it was talking about, like you said, live apart marriage. It was talking about um, bringing somebody else into the marriage. It was talking about um, separating. But then it was, like, all of these different things. Um, and it was just so intriguing to me. And I tried to get him to read it, and he, I think he read a little. Um, that was one of the repetitive conversations because I was like, yo, like we should explore one of these type, like we should explore what marriage could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him and a lot of people around us, they were like, yeah, but living apart, that's not a marriage. And I'm like, why is it not a marriage? You know, like how, how not? Um, so that was one of our, our repetitive conversations as well. You know, uh, I will say the, the living apart thing has, uh, recently become a a repetitive conversation um uh-huh. and and it and i i think when it first was mentioned like my instant reaction was no but yeah and it was like literally instant was like no and then like literally i caught myself like a couple of minutes later and i'm just like no what, what like why no um, yeah. But like I said, I think the no was just initially just thinking about the wanting to ensure that there's an ability to manage that individually um, yeah. and as well as collectively, if need be, in that sort of, you know, situation. Um, again, like looking yeah. at it as a relationship and still being able to carry one another, you know, in a situation, regardless of whether if they have a, a separate address from you. Um you know, my homegirl was, has been talking about, like, what about a multifamily house where one person is on one floor and the other person right. is on the other floor? And, you know, you know that even, you know, gives that, that even gives some, you know, some spark to it. It's like, yeah. And then you think about, like, couples who, you know, uh, who don't sleep in the same bed. Like, there are modern day couples who yep. do not sleep in the same bed. Yep. Um, I know this plan. I, 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 you know, fall asleep on the couch and, like, just stay asleep on the couch. Like, just because I'm comfortable at yeah. that point. Um yeah. 
and you know that has nothing to do with you know there was a fight or something or you know issue it's just the, the there's some it's okay to you know sleep apart sometimes in that in a manner yeah so i want to ask more about like you mentioned that um you read this book and i did want to get yeah. into like talking about dynamics of of relationships because one of the parts of like one of the dynamics is like the the not being you know happy with one another being upset being frustrated um so i wanted to to just explore a little bit more about what you read in that book about some of those other you know dynamics so we talked about like living apart that's one um what what other you know parts of that conversation did you all have yeah so, um, yeah, we had to live a part one, and I think we had similar thoughts about, like, finances. Like, okay, we can't, you know, like, maybe that's not a good idea or whatever, financially. We talked about, um, so the book talked about reasons why people stay married. Like, there was one where people specifically stay married for companionship. Like, not necessarily because they're super-duper in love or because, you know, they see a purpose together, but, like, companionship. Mm-hmm. Um they talked about covenant marriage where because they they agreed to be married, because they took a covenant, that was the basis of their marriage and they would never get a divorce because of that. Um, they talked and so the ones that me and X talked about, we talked about the live apart, um, we talked about open marriage, um, bringing, you know, just not necessarily bringing somebody else into the house, but like just being able to have relationships and intimate moments with other people and it wasn't really about sex i feel like a lot Mm. of times we talk about open marriage and we're like oh you know it's about the sex um but i was the one on the side of like maybe we should try this but for me it was more so just the freedom to have conversations and like relationships with other people that didn't that didn't um that weren't considered cheating like I just want to go out and have a good time with somebody, have a good conversation. And it doesn't have to lead to anything physical. Like, I just want to have the freedom to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to have the freedom to have these conversations and text, you know, through the night or go out late at night because I just need to get out and it not be considered cheating. And I think one thing that you said, you were talking about, like, sleeping on the couch and it's not because it was a fight. I think sometimes we attach, like, oh, you want to do these things, that means I'm not enough. Like, we attach these things and it's like, no, it's not about how I feel about you. You know, I don't feel any less about you. Mm. It's just about who I am as a person and my, my needs and my desires to connect with people on this level. And so that's that's been a hard thing. And we actually just had this conversation the other day. I think it was after our Instagram live. Um and you know it was me trying to explain like it's not that you're not enough and it's not that there's anything wrong with you or us i think we're in a great place it's just that there's these real desires that i'm trying to figure out how to um how to feel you know Mm -hmm. so that i don't feel empty and i don't feel like i'm missing something in life that's i'm you brought up a couple pieces there and i want to actually go back to the companionship part because like yeah. I think in our deepest our deepest wants for relationships that's what we're you know longing for is that that lifelong companionship and so like yeah. I was actually saying this to a court recently was that one thing I've never really understood is like when people say irreconcilable differences um yeah 
particularly because just in my mind, like when you you say you want to be in a relationship, like yeah, so you could say okay, this you want the relationship to last a long time. But even in that, like lasting a long time, like I do believe like the relationship can shift dynamics. Um, but however, like, you know, for most, like when they make that, you know, decision to get married and like they're looking at it for a lifelong commitment, like when folks just, you know, come with it reconcilable, I'm just like, what is that really mean? Like that just to me says two people weren't willing to compromise. Um, and that's, and that's real. That happens. There are things where you, you may decide, okay, I don't want to compromise on. However, again, what I think is sometimes forgotten as we're like, you know, navigating, uh, the back and forths of our relationships is like what we are there for oftentimes. And like going back to that understanding about the breakdown, understanding like the, you know, that it is business, that it is, you know, a love affair and together that creates this, this companionship, um, that lasts, you know, as long as, you know, we can keep creating it, um, ongoing. And like, for me, that like creating that, that, ongoing companionship and like making sure that you we can get better at that to me that's like the key fundamental part of the relationship like the love affair and business aspect of it is like they these are two equally um you know important dynamics uh of our situation our relationship and you know how can we better that how we can continue to get better at that and as you said like and in that you start to you know further explore yourself and start to think you know more about who you are and you recognize that you know in that is not a a disconnect from this person there's a still a longing for you know companionship um but you yeah. you consider you know what other other areas of engagement there are out in the world and again like you said there's not a there's not a sex attached to that like i don't even think I, at least in my mind sex is not the first thing that comes to my mind like yeah the first thing that comes to my mind is uh it's a it's 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 fun it's yeah. it's interesting yeah. there's 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 an entertainment that that that's that sparks my you know smile or a laughter. Um, that yeah. that's actually what comes to mind as I'm thinking about it as I'm talking to you about this. Um, yeah. What does that? What does the? Because I think the struggle is trying to find a solution. Um, yeah. You know, as we're thinking about like relationship dynamics, like we always like okay, what's the solution? What's the answer? Um, and I think sometimes like taking a pause and just leaving it to let it sit and just yep. continuing on with the other shit, um, yep. helps to continue to navigate that. So that le- leads to the part of like, that, that doesn't, doesn't often get talked about around like when you're frustrated, when you're mad, like when you just don't want to be bothered with that person, um, <laughs> How do you think, how do you think, well, what are some good ways you think are to navigate that? What are some good ways to do what? Say when you're, when you just aren't liking the person, what are some good ways to try to navigate, you know, when you're, when you're beefing? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we just had this conversation the other day because personality wise, I am the reconciler. Like, I don't like for us to be mad at each other. I don't like... For us to be in an argument like him he'll probably sit with it for a few days um, mm. which i'm sure people probably think it's the opposite but he is he can stay mad if we're all he cares um <laughs> and i'm like 
<laughs> I don't want us to stay mad. I just hate being in a room or a house with somebody and we're upset with each other. And so for me, depending on what the situation is, we, we've gotten good at communication. So like when we're mad at each other, I'll just say this before, like years ago, we were mad at each other. Um, I would do one of two things. I would either hold it in for like a few days and then one day something very small would happen and I would like go off about it. And then we would realize like an hour later, like, oh, you actually mad about that thing that happened three days ago. But me saying I wanted to go out to get some food, you just went off on me, but that's not what you were really mad about. And so I had to learn to say it in the moment, which is cool, but then I would say it in the moment and be pissed and be like cussing him out. And that wasn't necessarily effective. And so now we found this happy medium of like, I'm going to tell you how I feel, but I'm going to take a few minutes to try to be rational about it. Um, We still might argue, but for me, I would rather us get it out and talk and like get it all out. And one thing I'm pretty good at is like identifying the source. So if he's like, well, I feel like you wasn't paying me no attention. I'll, I'll be like, is it that I wasn't paying you attention or are you just tired and you've been doing too much and you needed some help and you didn't know how to ask for it? And so then he'll be like, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe that's the situation. But it takes, it took us a long time to get to that point. So I think, and I know every couple does it different because people are different. So sometimes people need a few minutes to like cool off and not talk and process and like take like an hour and process and then come back with how they feel. Um, but I love to just be like, hey, this is how I feel. I'm upset about this. Let's go back and forth. But at the end of the day, like we're going to either agree to disagree or we're going to find some type of happy medium where I admit my wrong and you admit your wrong. But if nobody's admitting any wrongs, like I feel like that's mm. that's all bad because the argument is going to go on forever. You know what I mean? I feel you on that because, like, I feel like in some ways I I processed uh, some of the same things, like, or did it the same way in terms of, like, you don't say anything for, like, days. I feel like from that, from my yeah. end, it's just, like, you, you, you have to, like, really be uh, mindful of how you point things out. Um, and then, like, I feel like now it's, it's more at a place where it's just, like... Okay, well, I'm I'm just gonna tell you this because this this is what I gotta get off my chest, <laughs> and like yeah. I feel you when you say the uh when you say I'm gonna take a few moments to process it because I rationalized yeah. what what that was. I so th- this this is this is the shit that like I guess that doesn't really come up, and I guess people gotta we gotta name it. So what I what I process that to be is looking at it through a lens of love. Uh. That's yeah, like, like that's that. ex- that's exactly what it comes down to. It's like taking that moment. You're in yourself as self is like I'm pissed. Oh, yeah. Like okay, I'm about to tell you about yourself. Hold on, let me just run it through this lens of love real quick and put myself, yeah. I guess, in their shoes. And and you still yeah. can go and 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 tell them what's on your mind, but and you can still be very direct. However, you've also taken uh, some you you've taken something out of it because you've also just put it through a, a lens of love. So I I've realized yeah. that that's that rationalization. Um, yeah. That comes to you X like you know. That, um, sorry, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say X calls that thinking the best. Like, oh, you need to think the best of me. You mm. know. So like in a situation, like don't think that I intentionally tried to harm you. Like think the best of me and consider maybe where my mind might have been at the time or whatever. Mm. 
That's real. Yeah. yeah. That's real. So, I think I, that's a that's not like a good place to to like close on and like sum up and wrap. Mm. Um. Yeah. So like, backtracking all of that, like it just that was I'm I'm, I'm sitting here reliving it in my mind. Um. So, <laughs> acknowledging it, like self acknowledging it, recognizing that you know that there are a couple of different dynamics to it. There's a love affair, but in the love affair, there's love, and then there's like a business part of it. Yeah. That business part of it is both the financial, but it's also those the yeah. inner workings of the two people. Um, yeah. It's those repetitive conversations that happen to help better shape the relationship. Um, those repetitive conversations can be about the dynamics, um, and dynamics can be, you know, the traditional route. It could be, you know, what we, we commonly have. Um, but it also can be other things, you know, living apart, uh, bringing someone else into it. Heck, separating and, you know, you know, co-parenting, co-companionship. Um, it could be staying together and figuring out it amongst a number of those different um, iterations. Yeah. Uh, recognizing that it's, you know, potentially going back to the core of it is, is for that companionship. Um, cause like realistically, like at the core of it, it is companionship. It's not, of it's not a, uh, it's not a if, or like you think about it. Okay. You, you, you get with somebody, you either want to be with them just for them. You want to be with them cause you want to start a family. So essentially you're going to be with them or you want to get with them to do some business financial stuff. That person's st- so yeah. it it's companionship simply put, and so yeah. recognizing yeah. that that's the core, that's the root, that's the that's the seedling that sparks the the, the whole entire thing, um, and in that as you're navigating it, you gotta see them in the best of them. Look at it through a lens of yeah. love. Yeah, I love that. And don't be afraid to ask for what you need and, and express what you need and what you want so you guys can work it out together. I think that's the biggest thing for me that I've learned. Like, mm-hmm. It is. Say what you need. Say what you want. That, that's, it, it, it is exactly that. Um, I definitely agree, I would say, because that's, that's about continuing the companionship. That's about both. That's about you trying to... Uh, come to this person that you're you're in this companionship with this relationship with this situationship because i'm gonna get into that next um (laughs) that's the next episode um but whatever but it's about the companionship that it's about the 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 two people wanting to do that together yeah man and what that looks like is is bringing your shit to the table that you want So yep. I want to thank Tosh. Um, this conversation was beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah, um, I agree. It was great. <laughs> like, as I summed it up, I was just like really just replaying it in my mind. Um, so you want to drop where they can find you. Uh, she's a writer. She's an author. Um, she shines. Yeah. Where can they find you? <laughs> Yeah, so all of my social media is Ify, I-F-I-E, Natasha, N-A-T-A-S-H-A. Um, I have ify, Natasha.com, but if you go to any of my social media, you should be able to find 
my things. I have two books on Amazon.com. And, uh, yeah. That's so dope that all your social is the same. Like, yeah. It's, it's a prize thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. Like, that, that's not an easy thing. So that's dope. Uh, people, yeah. email everybodymadpod at gmail. Um, yeah, there's more shit coming. I, I literally have been emailing all day today, uh, lining up some dope episodes. Uh, there's nice. one on sex work coming. Uh, there's Ew. one on black photography or in filmography. Uh, nice. There's some there's some good stuff coming, and there's one on going to be on breastfeeding. I want to throw that in there. Yes. So all that's nice. coming your I way uh, soon. So be sure to come back, check it out. Uh, make sure you share your feedback uh, on IG. Like and follow everybody. Mad Pod. Uh, on Facebook, Everybody Mad, and on all major podcast platforms, Everybody Mad. I want to thank y'all for listening. Tell me if you like this. If you didn't, thank you again. Peace!